Hello and welcome to the Becca's Music Room podcast. My name is Becca and I am an elementary music teacher who loves to share all of the things with all of you. In this podcast, you will get tips, tricks, ideas, lesson plans, and much, much more that you can take directly to your classroom. My goal is for everything to be as simple and easy as possible so that I can take some of the stress out of your life and help you have the best music teaching year ever. So if you are excited for all of the things, then grab a cup of coffee and let's get to it. Hi everyone, today we're gonna talk about engagement strategies for teaching elementary music on Zoom in 2021. So hopefully you are watching this in 2021 because if you're watching this anytime later, I'm gonna be sad that we are still doing this, but I've been teaching on Zoom since March It is of 2020. It is now January of 2021, and I am still teaching virtually, so I thought I would pop on here and talk to you about how I've been able to keep my kids engaged. Before I get started, I do wanna throw out that I do have a freebie you can get. I will link it down below. It is a free PDF that has um, four or five pages full of ideas for distance learning and just lots of fun music activities they can do very simply that I have used with my kids that they have loved. Um, so that is free and I will leave that down below. I also have not one but two videos now about ideas for teaching lessons on Zoom. Those are all different. So the two videos and the um, printout are pretty much all different. They might have a couple overlap, but you're gonna wanna go get all of them, so I'll link all of those down below. And with that, let's hop right on in. First, we're gonna go through like strategies and then we'll talk about more specific like technologies and lesson ideas and stuff like that at the end. The first one I have is called Mirror Words. This year, I started working on my whole brain teaching certification, which, please hold. So I've been reading the book, Whole Brain Teaching for Challenging Kids, and also taking their free course, which I will link that down below too because it's and it's awesome about whole brain teaching. So if you have never heard of whole brain teaching, basically it's trying to literally get the whole brain engaged so that students are more engaged. And when they're more engaged, they learn more and also are less disruptive. So I have been using their mirror word strategy all the time all the time. So basically what it means is that you are having the kids repeat after you. And so you use this when you're doing like important things. So like directions, or if I'm teaching them like the main foundational concepts of whatever we're learning. And so basically it goes like this. I say mirrors up and I put my hands up and they say mirrors up and they put their hands up and then they repeat every single thing that I say. For example, this morning we were working on opera in fifth grade. And so I said mirrors up, they said mirrors up. I'm not going to repeat everything they say because that would be silly, but basically it went mirrors up opera is a form of theater that tells a story through singing mirrors away super 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 short the kids are echoing all of those like every pause they were doing it back they're doing the hand signs too which i love all the time but i really love on zoom because i can see them so even if they're muted they even if they don't say the words you can at least see their hands so they you know who's participating and who's understanding and for them saying it and getting their hands involved are just going to help their brain to register it better they're going to learn it better and also they're going to be less bored if they're sitting there like staring at you while i'm telling them about opera it's a lot less interesting but if they're actually getting to do something it's going to make a big difference that's going to be a recurring theme by the way the whole time is going to be basically just how can we um, get the kids doing things we want them to do things that's how they get engaged i also love mirror words because 
I don't know about you, but if you ever had that really awkward, like kids don't know when to start repeating or stop repeating, this has solved that. So even when we do like lyrics to songs, I still have been doing mirror words just so we know when to start and when to stop repeating. And it makes like a world of difference. All right, number two is probably pretty obvious, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because I keep going to classrooms and not seeing this. And that is let them move. Kids cannot sit still for a long time. You cannot sit still for a long time. Think about the last PD that you went to that was like district led, like not a fun music one, but like a district led. And think of how bored you were and think of how awful it was and how you were like, I can't sit any longer. That's how our kids feel, especially if they're sitting at a computer all day. Like they are literally sitting there staring at the screen all day long and it is not good so get them up and get them moving this is the fastest way to get them engaged because they're now going to be more involved with what you're doing because they're moving and afterwards they're going to be able to be more engaged because they've let out some of that energy that they had and had that little break so if you can add actions to your songs, if you can add movements to something you're listening to, if you can just even just throw up a go noodle for a couple minutes, it's gonna make a big difference. All right, the next one is scavenger hunts. So something I have been loving with distance learning is scavenger hunts. All throughout class, I will ask the kids to go find this or go find that. For example, we were doing um, Queen Queen Caroline washed her hair in turpentine. Turpentine made it shine. Queen Queen. Caroline. And I had the kids go and find things that had it to do with their hair. We did some stuff with snowmen and I had them go find something you would put on a snowman. So they came back with scarves and hats and gloves and carrots and all the different things. And I, we've done a lot of percussion, go find a box, go find cereal, go find, you know, anything you can hit, scrape or shake. And so we've done a lot of those kind of things as well and just anything. But anytime you do that, it's going to make them more engaged and excited. And also they get to like show you stuff. So that's is really fun too. The next one is something you should be doing in all your classes, even when we're in school, and that is changing the pace. This is the biggest thing. When new teachers message me on Instagram, by the way, go follow on Instagram. It's at Becca's Music Room. And they message me and they're like, what should I do for lesson planning? Or like, how do I get the kids engaged? I always tell them this, change the pace. So when you think of your 30 minute lessons, 45 minute lessons, however long you have, think of them in like five to 10 minute increments, especially the little kids more like five minutes. With the older like fifth graders, you can get away with more like 10 or 15 minutes. But think of them in short chunks and you want to switch them up. So if we are sitting, I now wanna do something that's standing after that. If that standing thing is gonna get a lot of energy out, then I'm gonna wanna do like the, let's really focus. If they've had to focus for a long time, then I'm gonna switch to something where they don't have to focus as much, even if it's still sitting, but maybe like watching a video or something like that. So changing the pace both in um, movement versus not moving it, standing versus sitting, and also changing the pace in terms of how much you have to focus. If you have a couple of minutes of really high focus, have a couple of minutes that are not as high focus. This is like the magic sauce to teaching is changing the pace. It keeps the kids more engaged and then it also, you know, it just switches it up. And it allows you to have those times where you are like really focused because they're 
they're not jumping out of their skin because they just need to move around. The next one is again something that's always good to incorporate but that is choice. Choice is like a big word in education they're like you have to give students choice and sometimes frankly that is hard because I have 30 minute lessons and by the time they actually get in the room it's more like 25 minute lessons and so it is just difficult like there's not a lot of time but especially in distance learning I have found a lot more opportunities for choice. So sometimes we'll have maybe two different songs and I'll say okay we're gonna do this song we're gonna do this song which would you like to do first? With my um, first and second graders this week we are reviewing three different styles of music and watching a um concert <laughs> that's actually a video but I'm, it's a like virtual concert and so I had the three and I said okay these are the three we're going over which one do you want to do first and we're going to do all three of them but they're picking the order and that makes them more excited to do it same thing with actions this is one of my favorite things I just told you get them moving and do a bunch of actions if you can't come up with the actions just say what would be a good movement here? What are some good actions here? Have the kids make them up. Y'all, half of the actions that I show you that I do in my class, the kids made up. True story. Like if you watched at Thanksgiving time, my um, five fat turkeys are we. We slept all night in the tree. When the cook came around, we couldn't be found and that's why we're here, you see. My second graders came up with that because I said, hey, what could we do for this? And then I just went with what the first class said. Um, but have them choose actions, have them choose maybe what order you do things in. We've been doing virtual field trips for to learn opera, for to learn opera, to learn opera in fifth grade and fourth grade this week. And so I've been doing a virtual field trip and that allows them to have some choice because they get to pick, okay, what do you want me to click on? What should we go to next? And they have that like a little bit of autonomy, even though we're still doing it together. You could also give them choice by sending them like, here's three different activities and you only have to do two of them or something like that, or you can just pick one. I actually have um, choice boards were really big when this first all started. I will link, I have a free choice board down below, so I will link that as well if you wanna go that route. There's like one that's pre-filled and then one that is blank and you can put whatever you want in it. And so I think mine's a big uh, tic-tac-toe board, so they have to do three in a row. So like three across or three down or three, three diagonal or three across or three down. Another thing I like to do is songs like the song, Did You Ever See a Lassie? I did this with third grade at the beginning of the year and basically anything where someone gets to pick the movement. So um, Mama Llama is a really good one. I'll sing, did you ever see a lassie for you? Cause you don't know it. It's, um, did you ever see a lassie, a lassie, a lassie? Did you ever see a lassie you move this way and that? Go this way and that, sorry. Go this way and that way, go this way and that way. Did you ever see a lassie go this way and that? So for this song, what we did is for the um, beginning, we just swayed back and forth. Did you ever see a lassie, a lassie, a lassie? Did you ever see a lassie go this way and that? And for the second part, I had one kid each time got to pick the movements we were doing. So, you know, we would all look at their screen and they'd be like, and so we all did that and it was just a lot of fun. And those are things that um, get the kids moving and singing and having fun and it's, it's just great. So we did that one and we did last year. All right, next up we're gonna talk more about like tools to use for engagement strategies. So number one is actually two, Nearpod or Pear Deck. So these two are basically similar to Google Slides. One of them, I can never remember which one because I get them mixed up. Um, 
I think it's Pear Deck is the one that is actually connected to Google Slides, but basically both of them are like digital slideshows where you can incorporate different activities. So you can do like polls. So you can have all your kids go in there and you show them which slide you want them to see and you could have just like a slide that's like informational or you could have a poll where they have to like you know decide which one they think is the correct answer or whatever they like and you can do like sticky notes where they all get to write on the same slide and you can do um like matching games where they match the two different sides and just all sorts of stuff like that that is really fun and just make it much more exciting the kids really really love these and they both have tools where you can do them together or you can do them um, asynchronously. So if you are teaching hybrid or in the future, if you're teaching hybrid, so you have like some kids in person and some kids online, you can send it to the kids who are online and you can also do it in person with the kids you're with. So that's a really good option as well. Um, and they're just a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that you can do in them. I would suggest just picking one and going with that. I think from what I've, I'm more familiar with Pear Deck, but from what I've heard, most people prefer Nearpod. So I'm going to try Nearpod and see which one I like better. I haven't, I don't know. I've, I haven't tried Nearpod yet, so we shall see. All right, next up is breakout rooms. So especially if you are on Zoom, you can use the breakout room feature to literally break the kids out into groups. I've used this for things like think, pair, share. You could do it for like group projects. I only trust my kids to be alone for like a couple of minutes. So I usually only do it for like, you have one minute to talk. But having breakout rooms will allow the kids to talk and figure things out and kind of work in groups even though they're not there. I even have a friend in the same district that I'm in who says she uses breakout rooms like every week and she does it for like most of her older kids and it's great. You can actually jump into all the breakout rooms when you set them up. So you can like set them up and then you can go to one and then jump into two and jump into three. So they do have to stay on task because you can come in and see them. And also they've been using them a lot. At least my teachers have been. So they're pretty familiar with the concept anyway. So that's a good way you can get kids to be a little more engaged and a little more talkative and all of that stuff. The next one is one that we've been rocking and that is Flipgrid. Flipgrid is a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a website. On Flipgrid, you can set up different assignments and the kids can upload videos to respond to them, which is really, really great, especially if your kids are having a hard time writing. So we've been rocking this. We have done it for um, showing off what we've learned. So we did the cup routine and I had them upload a video of them doing it. We made up our own cup routines. We did food wraps, like we did all the different stuff and it is so much fun. There's also a feature where you have to approve the videos if you want to turn that on. I always do because a lot of times kids will be like, I don't want anybody to see my thing. And so I tell them, I'm the only one who ever has to see it, but if they do wanna make it public, then other kids can see it, which is also fun. So you could also do it as like video responses to questions and just all the different things. All right, next up is twofold and that is Google Jamboards and Google Slides. You're probably familiar with Google Slides, but did you know that you can get the share link, put it in the chat, and then all the kids can come and they can all edit the same document. This has been a game changer. So sometimes I do this and I'll have a slide where everybody's writing on the same slide. Sometimes I do it where each kid gets their own slide. And so they go to like, okay, your slide number one, they put their name on it and then they do the activities. You can see them doing it, which is my doing it and not just sitting there and so you can go through and do that you can also use it for like collaborations and stuff like that um, Jamboards is very similar to slides it's a little more 
intended to be interactive and also less people use it but it is really fun we use it a lot in our like pds and so i'm gonna use it for the first time this week so we'll see how it goes um but there's like sticky note features and just all sorts of stuff like that and it's again one of those like everyone can see it at the same time virtual field trips so i already kind of mentioned this but we have been rocking the virtual field trips this week because my kids were supposed to be back in person this month and then the district was like yeah no it's not safe which i agree it's not safe we're in the red in like every category currently but it was still disappointing and just being like oh okay um so i'm still online and i needed some new fun things to do so i decided to try virtual field trips and i am hooked. I want to make them for every concept. I was like, I can make it for this. We can go to the woods. We can go to the carnival. We can go here. And here. I'm like, Becca, you need to show, but I'm so excited. So, so far I've made two. I'm using both of them this week. My fourth and fifth graders are doing the virtual field trip to Carmen and my third graders are doing the one to Swan Lake and they all love them. We've been doing them together. So it's in Google Slides and the first slide is basically like a map where you click on different things and it takes you to different sections. You could also send it to your kids and they could do it alone. If you're hybrid, you can do both. And it is just so much fun. So for example, for the Carmen one, when you go and you click, if you click on the book, it takes you to a slide that has a video with the story on it. If you click on Bizet, who's the composer, then it will tell you a little bit about the composer and what a composer is and what opera is and stuff like that. If you click on Carmen, it tells you about Carmen and it has a video of Carmen and at the end of each section I have some little questions the kids can fill out or you can do it out loud together or you can have them type in the chat or whatever you want to do um, and my personal favorite is when you click on Escamillo who's the bullfighter in Carmen it takes you to a slide where it you get to learn the chorus to um Torreador on guard which is like his super famous if you don't think you've heard it you have it's the um it's so much fun and so we've been doing that and we get to learn that and i put actions to it because i put actions to everything and we get to watch the videos of it and it's just like so much fun and seriously the first time i did it i actually asked the kids i was like put in the chat just send it to me privately so no one else has to see it and let me know did you like that or did you not like that so that i know whether we should have more in the future and overwhelmingly the kids were like this was so much fun and i was like oh well cool because if you can get fifth graders saying that opera is fun then i am doing my job right like that is very exciting we do learn about lots of different styles of music but i have a soft spot for opera so it just it makes me very very happy um I will link my um, Carmen one and the Swan Link one down in the links in the description. So if you are interested in either of those, then you can grab them. And if not, you can always totally make them yourself. All right, next up is Boom Cards. Boom Cards are like digital task cards hosted on boomlearning.com. You can sign up for a free teacher account. There's also where like your school can sign up and you can get like individualized reports for all the kids, but that's really expensive. So I just and so it's like digital task cards um i'll see if i can put one up here so you can kind of see it but basically you can do all these different things so you can make them multiple choice you can make them fill in the blank you can make them where they have to like drag things around the screen and it will tell the kids if they got them right or wrong or all those different things some of the decks you can get for free so i will link a free one down below it's like an instrument identification one so that you can test it out and then some you can pay for just like on teachers pay teachers also you can buy them on teachers pay teachers to use on boom 
And so I just send my kids the fast play link and they just click on it and then they do the whole thing. And at the end, it tells them how many they got correct, which is wonderful because then I say, okay, tell me how many you got correct. And then I'll give you the link to go play on um, Chrome Music Lab. And so then I now have an idea of who is, you know, understanding the concepts, not understanding the concepts and all that different stuff so that I know where to go. And also they had fun because they thought it was like a game because it's very gamey there's like it like makes noises it's fun try it out click the link below and the last one for today is also twofold and that is kahoot and quizzes both of these websites make very fun like trivia type quizzes you can make these yourself you can also make the boom cards yourself by the way um so you can make cahoots yourself or you can look for ones that people have online either way they are so much fun it's very game like and it's a fun way to review concepts or just have fun and make it seem more exciting also at the end they give you a score report that tells you who got what questions correct which means you can actually so you're getting an assessment and they're just having fun. It's great. All right, so I could probably keep going, but I'm gonna pause for now because I need to, you know, leave you alone at some point. So all of the links will be in the description, including that free PDF guide that I told you about, and also like Kahoot quizzes, I'll link to those below. I'll link to my free boom card resource. I will link to all the things in the descriptions below. I hope you found this helpful. I would love it if you left me a comment and let me know what engagement strategies you have found that have worked really well. It will help both me and everybody else who's watching this. And it also tells me that you got all the way to the end of the video. And I'm always very curious about that. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hit the subscribe if you need more elementary music teacher content and I will see you next time. Bye.